The Invincible Teams podcast is powered by Evergreen. Evergreen provides teamwork, training, and consulting to help your team thrive in every season. If you want to have a team that makes other leaders jealous, get started by going to their website in the show notes and scheduling your free consultation today. Welcome to Invincible Teams, a podcast for team leaders and business owners who are tired of dealing with drama and politics, high turnover, and teams not meeting their potential. We know that team leaders and business owners like you are pretty much always under pressure to get the most out of your teams. And we believe that every team should reach their potential and that if we get intentional, our teams can become invincible. Welcome back to the Invincible Teams podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Mayfield. And I am Alexis Gervin. Super excited about this content that we're talking about today. It is very exciting. Um, What we're talking about today is what we're calling the pioneer paradox. And uh, if you haven't already listened to our conversation on five voices, I need you just to go ahead and pause this one and go back and listen to that one, because I promise you this will not make any sense whatsoever (laughs) without listening to that episode first. Uh, So if you've done that now and now you're back here listening to the Pioneer Paradox, uh, this content, I think, is going to be really, really powerful. The idea here is that pioneers, while they do make up a very small percentage of the population, they do have the loudest voice, as we say, the most impactful sometimes. Um, they're the ones that are a lot of times out front and we see a lot of them. And And I think there's this thing where for the rest of people and the rest of people, majority being nurturers, almost this burden, right, on people to mm-hmm. be like that pioneer that they see to try and emulate that and work like that person and, and do the things that that pioneer does. Right. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is one, it's not sustainable, right? When you try to work outside of your natural giftings and wirings, uh, you might be able to do it for a while, but it's not sustainable in the long term. but potentially the bigger problem is that your team, your organization then ends up missing out on what you are truly wired to do. Mm-hmm. And so what I want us to talk about here today, and it was the phrase that you came up with was, you know, each, each voice has their gold, right? Mm-hmm. That they're bringing to a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so let's talk through those. Let's talk through the other voices and what is the gold that each one of them brings that, you know, it's, it's okay to be a nurturer and to be a connector and whatever it is, you don't have to be this pioneer uh, that you think you might be. Yeah. And just to add to that, there's such good reason for pioneers to want to be emulated, right. On so many levels, because who they are and how they naturally operate. They're incredible communicators. They're incredible strategists. They have incredible capacity really to innovate and to move things forward in ways that the other voices don't. So there's such a dynamic about them that is really attractive, but like, I think we would both agree the most powerful thing you can be is the most liberated, whatever voice you are, right? The most liberated individual, the most liberated personality for your actual wiring, 
that is what brings to the world your best, right? That's what brings to the people around you the most gold. That's why I do love that terminology is like, how do each, how does each individual bring their gold to the world? And I think we talk so much about liberation. We talk about what does it look like to take down your walls of self-preservation and really remove anything that you are either trying to prove that you're trying to hide that you're in fear of losing. And so if you can, if you can recognize the gold that you have to bring to the world and bring it with a confident, competent, really easy demeanor, that is what just is, is fire to the world, right? You don't have to be some (laughs) kind of crazy dominating pioneer or some crazy innovative creative, even you can be, you can really be, um, a powerful personality to the people around you, a liberating personality to the people around you when you are fully operating in your gold. Yeah. Well, and the, the opposite side of this is if we want to speak to the pioneers for just a second, this is also really important and something pioneers should get excited about because what this conversation will do is allow all the other voices to live in their sweet spot which allows the pioneer to do their work in a better, more sustainable way. Pioneers, mature pioneers know that they need the guardians and the connectors around them to do their thing. And they need the nurturers and the creatives to do their thing in order to do their best work. And so this whole conversation, it's totally about freeing up each voice to do the best work that they can do. Yeah, 100%. Amen. Amen. Let's go for it. Awesome. Well, so, you know, we discussed, uh, I am a a guardian nurturer and you are kind of the creative connector. And so let's just take each one of those um, and and we'll talk about the ones that we're kind of most familiar with and the other person can chime in on those, uh, you know, as we go. So that sound all right? Yeah, that's great. So the nurturer, when we talk about what gold does the nurturer bring rather than trying to be this pioneer strategic visionary, right? The nurturer can really, if they'll be able to not do that and not think that they have to do that, that will give them space to do the things that the people within the organization or the people that the organization is serving really need them to do, to ask the questions about, yeah, how, how is Mike, right? Going to react to this and, oh, we need to do this in, in such a way to consider what's going on in this person's life. And so the, the gold that they really bring is reminding the rest of the team that people, real people are involved in this. And what do we need to be considering for the sake of those people? Would you agree? Yeah, no, I totally would. I think that they are, they have some of the most powerful capacity to actually identify what people need to then allow those people to do the best work. And so again, if we're sort of looking at it through the lens of the pioneer, when you have nurtures fully functioning and fully liberated and fully feeling valued because of what they bring, then they really are the ones who are actually allowing the rest of the team to bring their gold because they are caring really well for those people. And so, yeah, I think that you hit the nail on the head as far as the nurture goes. Awesome. Well, let's look at the creative then. What is the gold that the creative can bring whenever their hands aren't full of, you know, pioneer tasks? Yeah. Well, what we know about creatives is that they are the ideas people, right? Like they are some of the best ideators, some of the most out of the box thinkers on the planet, but they're also some of the most perfectionistic. And so if they bring an idea to the table that 
immediately gets squelched or doesn't necessarily take off in their idealistic way that they had hoped for, it's really easy for the creatives to shut down. It's really easy for them to think, okay, I'm, I'm just not even going to bring these crazy ideas to the table anymore because the reality is they're not valued. You can sort of extrapolate the creative has this incredible capacity to be creative with both best case scenarios and worst case scenarios. And so right. for them, it can be very easy to just shut down and to not necessarily bring their gold to the table. And yet what they bring and what, when they are at their best, what they're doing is bringing both those crazy great ideas and those crazy ideas that might tank, but it's okay. Mm. Like that is what they are supposed to bring. And when they are feeling fully valued and fully liberated and fully capable um, of bringing those ideas, then you have the capacity, like as a team, as a pioneer, you have the capacity to basically pick up on what could be the next complete life-shaping idea for your organization and for your team. Like it could be the next thing that moves the needle where it needs to go. But if those creatives aren't bringing their gold and they're not necessarily feeling that full capacity or they're, they're not at their most competent, confident space, then it's very quick. It's, it's very easy for them to, um, to be too fearful and to just sort of like stick to what everybody wants to hear and not necessarily bring what they're really thinking about. What do you think yeah. about and that? There's a lot of, well, I think it's dead on. I think there's so much that is lost yeah. whenever that voice is, is squelched because they feel like they have to be something else. Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah, very much so. And, and they really are. I mean, you've got a lot of, um, percentage wise, you know, within a team, usually you're going to have a lot more present minded thinkers, um, in guardians and nurturers that are going to be really quick to then ask questions of the creatives like, okay, well then how is this going to happen? And how could that ever be? And how, you know, and so it's also very easy, even after a creative has been bolstered up and delivered a great idea for it to be shot down and then for them to go right back into a hole and not necessarily want to even answer the questions around that great idea. But for creatives, it is such a powerful thing when they can recognize they don't have to be perfect all the time. They might not even have all the answers to the ideas, but to bring what they do have and to allow a team to collaborate on it um, is really going to be gold. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ready to move on to The Guardian? Yes, go for it. So the guardian, and I, you know, can speak to this one really personally, like that, that burden to be the pioneer uh, is real. I have felt that so many times where, um, you know, my guardian nature maybe doesn't get people as excited mm. about things, right. As the pioneer that I might know, or the pioneer that I see on social media, right. Yeah. Who is able to galvanize people around some vision. <laughs> and it feels like, Oh, I can't do anything unless I can do that. Yeah. Right. Um, but if I spend all my time on that, trying to be that, trying to do that, there's some really uh, important things that my team, my organization is going to miss out on. Mm -hmm. uh, I was kind of joking with you earlier, telling you about um, something that I have had to do many times and uh, not an exaggeration at all in <laughs> different jobs that I've had and people I've worked with. Uh, I have literally had to use the same phrase multiple times with multiple bosses where I have said, that seems like a great idea, but I think it might also be tax fraud. <laughs> um, and, and you know, not, not a joke. Oh right, man. Right, right. Any, if that statement resonates with you at all, you're probably a guardian, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, 
but I've had to use that multiple times because it's just this like, oh my gosh, I cannot not say this because I know if I don't, someone's going to jail, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And and I know for guardians, for anybody that is a guardian, I think they'll resonate with this is you can be sitting in some sort of meeting where there's a, a visionary casting, you know, their vision for what's going to happen. And it's just like intuitively without trying, we've got 47 different questions about how is this going to be implemented and and how is this realistic? And, you know, and I think the key to success to bringing your gold as a, a guardian is to not, you know, put those questions away per se, but to be able to say, okay, what's the one that's like most mission critical right now? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, in my example, what's going to keep people out of the sites of the IRS and out of jail for tax fraud? <laughs> that's a pretty important question, right? Pretty. Yeah. Um, I agree. And so to be able to whittle that down, to not wear the burden of having to be the person who galvanizes everybody into action, but to play the role that we're naturally wired to play, which is to say to the pioneer, I love your ideas and where you want to take this thing. Let me help you make sure that it has the legs to get there and that the wheels aren't going to fall off, you know, next week or six months from now or whatever it is. Let me play that role. Yes. And what's interesting, even as I think about the guardians that I know and that I love, um, but as a creative, it's often hard for me, right? Because we have, we are on Nemesis Voices. Do we, does our our audience know we're Nemesis Voices, right? Probably not. We'll get into that later. (laughs) We are, we would ideally in the realm of five voices, not be the best of friends, but, um, but we are obviously mature voices. So we value the voice (laughs) of the other person. Um, But yeah, what I know about my guardians that I have come to really appreciate is that they do have incredible capacity to think about things I never would as a creative. So it's essential for them to bring their questions to the table. But what I do also know is that there's also details that the guardian will think are really essential. And like to you, they are essential, but in the grand scheme of innovation and collaboration and even entrepreneurialism, sometimes those are the types of things that don't necessarily need to be all T's cross all I's dotted at the very, very beginning. They can actually, like you're saying, like you can sort of build the plane on your way down, even though it's not your most, uh, it's not not your favorite way to operate, but it's possible. (laughs) And it's very much how a lot of entrepreneurialism has to happen. And so I just think about the tapering or not the tapering, but the like tempering of a list of questions to be able to say, okay, I know that I'm as a guardian, I'm going to come up with 20 at least to every great idea. I'm going to be able to have like, you know, the 20, 20 questions on my clipboard. However, everybody else doesn't necessarily have the capacity to hear all of those without feeling like a total wet blanket has been tossed on them. So what are my top five or what are my top eight that I, that I think are essential. And that's just the due diligence as the guardian. But then that really does allow the guardian to not only um, bring what they have to bring, but to be heard and to be really celebrated in that space. Absolutely. Okay. Let's look at the connector. Whenever a connector is not you know, wearing the burden of being a pioneer as well. What is the gold that they can bring to their team? Yeah. It's so funny. Even as you're saying that I just got chills because I thought about, I have that tendency as a creative connector pioneer. Very often I can feel like if my pioneer isn't 
bleeding. Like if I'm not doing the work that I think I should from a pioneering space, I fall into that trap very often. Um, then I just don't think I'm bringing my gold. And yet I just had a moment this past week at the conference that I was at where I was in sheer connector mode and it was so life-giving both to the people that I was connecting and to myself. So this is just very real for me. What we know about connectors is that they are incredible resource people and they've always got a guy, right? They've, they typically in any job they've been in or in any community they've been a part of in any city they've lived, they've made a circle of connections. And typically they're usually the best ones that maintain, they're the best at maintaining those kinds of connections. My family makes fun of me all the time because I've lived in a lot of cities and uh, I now have a number of communities that I love and I, I do stay in pretty good touch with. And so they laugh at me just in terms of like, okay, now wait, is that Sarah from Boston or is that Sarah from Santa Barbara you're talking about? Or is that Sarah from Birmingham? <laughs> you know, like they just are always wondering where all my friends are. Like, it's okay. You don't need to keep them straight. I will. But one of the best things that the connector has to bring to the table, um, and I think is really gold for anybody around a connector, is those resources, right? Is is actually making the time to recognize that connecting people with other people, connecting people with great resources is really more valuable than you even think. Um, It represents, I think, a lot of selflessness, a lot of willingness Mm -hmm. to take time away from whatever big mission the pioneers are all on. And you're thinking maybe as a part pioneer, you need to be on and you need to be accomplishing. Take time, taking time away to just say, hey, this person could really use the support of this person or this person would really benefit from this podcast or this book or whatever. And so it's a quick text to share that resource. It's a quick text to introduce two of your great connections from two different cities that really could benefit one another. And the value of that, I just think is much higher and much greater than sometimes the connector will recognize. And so last week, just a quick story. I was at a conference. One of the guys I had just met who was at the conference is a native to Austin, Texas. And basically like the mayor of Austin, I'll give a shout out to Brian, who literally I just recognized is probably like could run for mayor if he wanted to. Um, uh, he's just an incredible guy. So I met him this past week and I've also in the last few months had a good friend of mine move to Austin and is just in process of getting connected. And so at the end of the conference this week, I asked Brian if I could connect him with my friend and he, as a guardian nurturer was absolutely up for it and reminded me again, after I had told him before we left to make sure that I connected them. And so, you know, I, I was like, okay, I, this is going to take a little bit of time, but I took the time to jot the text to introduce them both to one another. And man, it was just so sweet to watch them interact with each other, to plan coffee next week together, to both be excited about it. And that's so gratifying for my connectorness. It it wasn't an essential thing for me to do, not in light of the grand scheme of what we were at the conference for, but in light of my, my fully liberated connectorness. Yeah. That's part of my gold that I get to bring to the world. So, Mm, yeah, I love that. Well, so as to not leave the pioneers out of this conversation, right? <laughs> hanging. Yeah, uh, I, no. <laughs> I, I do want to talk about what the gold is that they have to bring, but the to set the context for that, why, and I mentioned this before, but I'm going to come back to it now, is the pioneer should be really excited about this idea of kind of overcoming the pioneer paradox for the other voices, because what that will do is, is not only free up the space for them, you know, not everybody's trying to be a pioneer, 
but it will also put the people in place around them if they are wise enough to listen to them, to be able to make these, these dreams, these goals, these visions into a reality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when, when people are running in their lane, you know, living in their voice, what gold does that allow the pioneer to bring whenever they're freed up to do that? So I think the, the gold that the pioneer brings, I think we both know it. I mean, they're the ones that are unbelievably capable of moving a ball forward. You know, guardians are really good at, at execution of tasks, but they don't necessarily combine that task execution with vision. So often, you know, they're very much present in the work that they're doing. So they're not looking forward as often. The pioneer has this incredible uncanny capacity to both see the future and also know what needs to happen now in order to move into that future. Um, And so I think, you know, them recognizing their gold isn't isn't too hard. But what I will often say to the pioneer is that part of their gold is actually affirming and celebrating the people around them that are helping them get to that goal that are helping them get to the to the mission and the value of their words their words of affirmation their words of encouragement their words of celebration to others on their team that they can just even say stop for 2 seconds and write two sentences to a team member who they see really contributing in a specific way, it goes miles for those Mm -hmm. people. And, you know, I think about it again, just this past week, I was with um, a friend who's a CEO and founder of her company and she's an incredible pioneer and she has some really great, she's matured in a beautiful way over these last few years where she really does recognize her people well, but it's still not her default, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. still not her tendency. Her tendency is still to be on mission. And so, um, we were just kind of hanging a little bit before we left the conference. And I said, okay, after this, you know, work that she's just had her sales team come and do at this conference, I said, why don't you just take a couple minutes and brainstorm with me one thing specifically about each of your sales team members that you can recognize and that you can really celebrate. She was like, okay. So we went right to it. We brainstormed through and I said, okay, now I want you to actually take the time on your flight home and jot a little handwritten note to each one of them, put it in the mail and let them hear from you, from their CEO, Mm -hmm. who they just all created these fantastic presentations for basically, because she was in the room, um, share that with them. And she was like, yeah, okay, great idea. And I know from being one of those people, I know that it is so valuable to hear from a pioneer, what they are celebrating, not just what they're working on. Cause for them, their default is like, their default is work. It's hard for them to rest. So for them to come out of the work and actually choose to rest and choose to celebrate others is invaluable to the people around them. Family included. Let me just remind you that too. Like it's not just me, <laughs> but like wives and husbands and children celebration by a pioneer is money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll just add on to that to say, make sure that that celebration is not solely for the things that the pioneer does. Right. So, so you can, I mean, you can be thankful if a guardian or a creative does something that, you know, is like what you would do. Right. But I think even more powerful is affirming the ways that they are different, the different skill sets, the different traits, um, and even, you know, the different voices. 
I think one of the most powerful things that a pioneer can do is to allow people to run in their lane, like we're talking about, to bring their gold and to be thankful for that gold, even though it looks different than what the pioneer themselves bring. Yeah. And I think just, I think that's a brilliant add on. And I'll just add on to that, recognizing them, not just for the work that they do, but for who they actually are. Absolutely. And that, that goes miles because their work can shift the actual tasks that they need to achieve or the tasks that they need to accomplish can really change. But the nature that they bring, like their actual personality traits, their character, their capacity to have chemistry with other people, like those types of things and their dependability, you know, actual character traits, when you can affirm those, it is that much more valuable, I think, than just appreciating their work. Sometimes I think for the guardian, it really is like some, some of their highest compliments come from, you know, being complimented by their work, but so you take more of the people oriented voices, like the connector, the creative and the nurture. And it really is going to mean a lot to them when you just value what they bring from a people perspective um, to the table. Absolutely. Well, um, if this conversation is interesting to you, you want to learn more about the five voices. Again, we'll put links for all this stuff in the show notes. So please uh, click around in there, share this stuff with people that you think might find it valuable as well. Uh, Alexis, anything else as we wrap up here? No, I will say this is definitely one of my favorite podcasts thus far, though, because this is the meat of why we do what we do. So I'm really excited for anybody who gets to hear it. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of Invincible Teams. Thanks for listening today to the Invincible Teams podcast. Please consider giving us a rating and a review on whatever podcast platform you are currently using. If you think today's content might be useful for someone you know, please consider sharing it with them. Just a reminder that the Invincible Teams podcast is brought to you by Evergreen. Evergreen provides teamwork training and consulting to help you eliminate office drama and turnover and help you get the most out of your team. Thanks again for listening. And like we always say, we believe that every team should reach their potential and that if we get intentional, our teams can become invincible. See you next time.